I feel I feel somewhat vindicated. I don't feel all the way vindicated, but I feel somewhat vindicated. Did you feel attacked before this? Were you? Did you feel like your integrity was being called into question? Well, Daniel, Daniel, remember we record this on FaceTime, and the look you gave me, the the eyebrow raise when I answered what I did, it was a little bit of of feeling. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint, and I'm Daniel, and we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, it is Sunday evening. Uh, We have been watching football for however many consecutive hours it's been. I don't know. All the hours. All the hours. Um, How are you feeling? Daniel, it's been... Been an up and down opening weekend. Some really good things, some very very sad things on predictions and guesses. Oh gosh, boy, was I wrong on a couple of bad ones. But all in all, it do- actually doesn't matter. Nothing could have darkened my mood on Saturday, as uh, it was glorious. But you guys out out there and by out there, I mean anybody not on West Coast time. Um, you don't know the, the sacrifice it is on a Saturday to wake up real, real early to get <laughs> to get food going for the family uh, and to get yourself game plan. Because kickoff at nine with kids and pancakes and syrup and bacon and eggs, it comes quick. And to get up and it watch the, the game does. day, guys, it takes some dedication. But it doesn't matter because yeah. it was all glorious. Daniel, how was your day? We watched we watched the boys in red and black. Tee it up between the hedges. Listen, what can we complain about? Nothing. That's it's really it's really nothing to complain about. So let's let's just jump right in. We're here to talk about the dogs, so let's talk about the dogs because we're not here to speculate. We're no. not here to prognosticate. No. We are we have seen football. We have seen the dogs in action. And Daniel, remember, we, as fans, again, not as experts. As fans, we just get to say, hell yes, to yeah, what that took happened. place on Saturday. That happened. That happened. That happened. 45 to nothing. Asher was just off in his prediction. He went uh, 59 to nothing. It was 45 to nothing. Uh, he was right that that we won by a slightly bigger margin than, than we beat Tennessee by last year. So I, I'm not going to say. And he let me know that. Too after the game, he said, "Dad, Dad, I said it was going to be just just worse than Tennessee, and it <laughs> was just worse than Tennessee." So, uh, turns out Austin P is exactly four points worse of a football team than the University of Tennessee, and that that seems fair to me. That, I don't that know. Fits. That seems right. Um, yeah, forty-five to nothing. Look, it's hard to take some stuff. It's hard to take a lot away. 
from yeah. a game like this. Uh, but but give me a few thoughts. Give me a few takeaways, Clint. Maybe we'll just sort of rapid fire back and forth. We'll just kind of talk till we run out of stuff to talk about. I think the biggest thing is Kirby Smart could not have said it better when he detailed the word soft over and over again in his pressers after in his comments because there were a couple times. I mean, it's awesome, Pete. You expected dominance. You expected this. And Daniel, it, I don't know. It looked like to me that there was a lot of soft guys hitting and blocking and pushing or lack thereof, actually, on for a good majority of the game. I, did, I didn't like that. It didn't sit well with me, Daniel. Yeah, we were we were texting back and forth during the game as as we are prone to do, and um, we were not pleased. It, <laughs> it's for a game that is, and you know, you may be out there, Georgia fan, and you may be saying not pleased. I mean, what are you not pleased with? It's forty five to nothing. We dominated the game. Well, okay, but it's but that's not what I'm watching. I'm nope. not watching. The scoreboard. I'm not, it's Austin P. I will. I will. If we go out and play terrible and beat South Carolina next week, I'll be thrilled. Okay, don't get me wrong, Georgia fans. I will be on this podcast, uh, just blowing the trumpets about how happy mm-hmm. I am. But this is not that game. Okay, the scoreboard is only one of many things that you look at in a game like this. And yeah, I thought, the, especially from the middle linebacker position. I was Daniel, not. I was I'm not thrilled give you a name, with what Juwan I saw. Juwan Taylor. What is your reaction to Juwan Taylor? Boy, I, if I recall, when I yeah. asked you to give me one thing that you were looking for, watching mm-hmm. for, keeping mm-hmm. your eye on, you you threw out Big Juwan Taylor's name. You you said, "Give me 44 in the middle, and let me just see what he can do." Well, so I'll throw it back to you, Clint. What what did you see from your boy, Jawan? Well, first of all, let us... I'm sorry. I reject my boy. Let's get that right. <laughs> right now, out of here. I said I wanted to see how he was doing. And Daniel, I saw, and turns out that I want to see other linebackers next to Monty Rice next week. I was... I couldn't stand watching him get blocked, get chopped, get thrown around... He should have been at least thumping some guys or push back, and he just wasn't. He looked average or pedestrian at best. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think that's probably fair. Average is probably fair. It's not like he was out there running ten yards out of position or anything. No. But when but when Austin P tight end comes around the edge and hits you and goes down towards the knees, and you no. end up belly flat on the on the grass like that just can't happen man no like we're gonna play georgia tech later this year like that's that's literally all they do and they are much better athletes at their positions than the guys from austin p you it it was it was very average line backing from Jawan taylor natres patrick i think started off pretty average he showed a little bit more as the game wore on. Monty Rice made a couple plays that made me really excited, but didn't really see much from him. I'll tell you, the inside linebacker that showed me the most uh-huh. uh, was Tay Crowder. I he really showed a lot, Daniel. Tay Crowder is a tiny little guy. 
out there. He is just a he is a small dude for a middle linebacker, but uh, he was flying around and hitting people. He was getting through blocks and making plays. I I liked what I saw to him, but inside yeah, inside linebacker was was a point that made me a little bit nervous. Um, the D line I thought was just very quiet. I mean, did the D line yeah. make a play in that not, game? Not a memorable one. I, there I was mean, a I, play when Tyler Clark busted through the line I take and that then back. he sniffed out a screen. Uh-huh. And he turned around and he ran seven yards down the field and made a tackle on a screen that I thought was a great play. But other than, I mean, I didn't see well, much. There was there was one of the guys. Line. One of the guy popped when he came in, and we were thrilled for it. And that's big number one, Britton Cox. Okay, flashed. well, I was counting him with the outside backers and not well, with the defensive line. But yes, to, absolutely, I've got Britton Cox's name written down here. Okay, He's okay, a, good. He, All right, just so that, and let's 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 talk about. Number one, because Georgia fans need to know that we're not all, we're not all Debbie Downer here no. after this game, for sure. Uh, what'd you see out of Brendan Cox? Uh, I saw a guy who looked athletic and lean and with an edge to him and burst. I think that was the thing. The word I came away with was burst um, and pursuit. It was great watching him run down a couple plays, hit a guy, that quarterback. was I I forget if it was a busted play or, or what it was exactly, but he nailed some guy pretty well. Maybe it was after the pass yeah. was gone. Um, yeah. It was a good he did. Hit. Yeah, it was on a – it was a, a little swing pass, but he hit the quarterback yeah. right as he was letting it go and just he, – he made a couple plays that were big-time wild plays, and it just goes right in line with everything we've been hearing – in fall camp about this guy, which is that he is, I mean, I don't, I, look, I, I still have plenty of confidence in guys like Walter Grant and yep. DeAndre Walker. I still have plenty of confidence in those guys, but Brent Cox is going to play and he's going to play a lot. Uh, yes. I expect him to play a lot of very meaningful snaps this, this Saturday against yes. South Carolina. And, and, uh, yeah, he was the guy that looked like I wanted everybody to look in this game. That's probably the best way I know how to say it. Uh, Adam Anderson came in for a short stint <laughs> as well. I'd call it the biggest highlight tackle of the game, Yeah, Adam Anderson. Yes. When he, when he hit that guy uh, in the backfield and just, I mean, drove him two and a half yards into the dirt. Mm. Uh, that yeah, Adam Anderson definitely showed some things. Uh, and what about what about our boy Gibbs? Kind of maybe shocking to some people getting in their second quarter and playing, but I thought he yeah. did real well. Gibbs was in very early, and feels like Kirby's always been reluctant to talk about Gibbs. He's been reluctant to um, want to say anything other than. He's got a long way to go. He's got to learn the system, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think he's a guy, it seems like, that we're going to see more and more of. He's a big body. He is. He looks physical. He, mm-hmm. um, And so if he can get out there and get in position, he's another guy. I, I feel like he got blocked too much in this game. 
Uh, I don't feel like I feel like there were a few times I saw him, and I wanted him to be getting through the block, and he was just standing behind the block. And so, uh, yeah. But he's another guy I think we're going to see a lot of. Um, his, you know, his sort of counterpart, Richard LeCount. We barely heard his name called at all. Kirby even mentioned him. He got asked about him in the post game. Uh, he he and Kirby basically said, "Yeah, he didn't have to do anything because they didn't. They basically didn't run a single play that involved him the entire game." So, uh, somebody who was involved on the defensive side of the ball, and then we'll move over to offense. Somebody who was involved was Tyson Campbell. Uh, My goodness, Daniel heavily involved in the situation there yeah, he was. on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, what'd you see out of Tyson Campbell? What, what's your What's your one game assessment? Of uh, of this Joker, right, he ain't scared. Is my one game assessment. My one game assessment, and again, Austin P. Slow the horses. But what I saw was a guy that you know what? Did... Just speed those horses right back up. We don't got to slow down for nobody. All right, this is the Talking Fine. Dogs podcast. If you then want you know to slow what? down horses, go, go somewhere, somewhere else. else. All right, That's not, then that ain't me, what we're then trying let to do. Me, let me, if I may, so humbly submit that I ride the Campbell fan train and I captain that thing. Because that guy, he doesn't care. He's not scared. He's quick. He doesn't mind hitting. He was his helmet was in on a bunch of tackles and in a yep. bunch of scrums. Uh, yep. He was he was not getting blocked. Talk about shedding blocks. He was getting off receivers and pursuing guys down. I was thrilled to see him play, and I'm glad he busted into the starting lineup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, you you felt like on that one throw, it was an overthrow. He did. He was beat. Yeah. On that throw and a good throw, and it wouldn't have been a touchdown because he would have had him around the legs, but it would have been a big gain. He was beat on that play, and so you start looking at you know there's maybe a little things like. But I I was gonna say what you already said that the way he was sticking his nose in there on the run game, uh. I love to see because the guy he's replacing, mm-hmm. Tyreek McGee, that's one of the things you could always count on from 26 was that he was going to get in there and get his nose dirty and make a lot of tackles in the run game, that he was going to be physical. Tyson Campbell's a big dude. He's long. Big guy. He's athletic. You know, he's a speed guy, but I liked to see him. You know he's got the speed. You know, you, you worry about him being out of position from time to time. You worry about him on a bust, an occasional bust. But then the, I mean, really the only thing I, the only concern you have for him is when you hear about a guy that's in a, like a track star, you know, mm-hmm. fastest guy on the team type of guy, you wonder, all right, well, what does that mean when they run the sweep to the right and, and there's Tyson Campbell out there? Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I liked what I saw. I, I, I liked what I saw a lot. Okay. That's, that's pretty much all for defense. There wasn't a great deal more on it. Uh, what about the offensive side of the ball, Daniel, which there's a lot to talk about. Um, what did you see that you're most excited about? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to break trend. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to break trend and I'm going to start with some positive things. There we go. <laughs> that okay. I saw. I'm going to try to not be a, a Daniel Downer and I'm going to start with a few positives. Um, look, D-Rob and Mikol. Hello. Oh, just good night, people. Hey, remember, Daniel, good, you asked me You asked me last night. week, uh, you said, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you, Quint, for D-Rob? And I said, 
You said I think. four. I said four. I said, yeah, yeah, we got some good guys. And D-Rob said, hey, hey, bro, how's how's your four? How's that doing, man? How's that did you four mean, looking? Oh, did you mean, oh, you meant 4.340 speed? Is that what you meant? Because let me show off my blazing feet. Yeah. Uh, that play, I've watched it 25 times. And um, first of all, Charlie Warner and Isaac Nana on those on those kickouts. Charlie Warner goes full speed into a guy and drives him towards the sideline. And Charlie Warner, or, or, no, and yeah, that's Charlie Warner. And Isaac Nana runs the entire length of the field, uh, chasing down a second block after he's already made the first block. But there was a third defender over on that side of the field, Clint. Yep. And he was coming in with what he believed to be an angle. He he was told to by make coach that, that he was gonna pers- had good pursuit angles. He was coached all week, and he was yeah. in position. And then the next thing you yeah. know, he looks up, and guess what? You're now out I mean, of position. He was by him in two seconds, Clint. I just he turned that speed on, and and then Mikol, oh, you know. Man. I, he he had that I, I feel like classic Miko type catch with the sort of the long cross deep crossing route post skinny post whatever you want to call it like you know he's he's running a, a hard cross the across the field route and once he gets the ball in his hands if there's not somebody within three yards of him he gone he, he gone just he split yeah. those two defenders, and the same the same thing in their head. If if you just got a little play by play inside their thoughts, they were convinced they were going to tackle him. Like, okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then all of a sudden, like, no, 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 it's not okay. No, it's not okay. Oh, he's no, he's gone. Okay about it. No, this is a different looking Georgia team on offense than I've ever seen. And it's we we knew we were going to be different on offense. We knew we had weapons and playmakers. But to have two guys on this team that are that, I mean, that are that athletic, and then you got James Cook, okay, who we haven't even talked about yet, (laughs) and then you've got DeAndre Swift, Mm -hmm. maybe our best offensive player, who we haven't even talked about yet. (laughs) I mean, this team is, is different. You know, like, I don't know how good Riley Ridley is still. Like, and you don't either. And nope. and Georgia fan, you don't either. I don't know how good Jeremiah Holloman is yet. Um, I don't know how involved the tight ends will be yet. But we have four guys on our offense, at least. And then you throw Terry back in there. Okay. Now we have five guys on our offense at least who I'm just saying, just give them the ball and then just see. Just see what happens. Just wait and see. It's it's a different looking Georgia offense than I think either of us are, are accustomed to. And it, it felt a little weird at times watching, didn't it? It felt very weird because it felt like uh, when you're in a heavy heavyweight fight boxing, like you, you make a game plan and you think by the eighth round I could – beat him up enough where he's going to hunker down. But when you have a guy that has knockout power in his right hand, a Mike Tyson blow, where at just any moment, I'm going to knock you out. And it doesn't matter if you've taken Fight's it to over. 
fight's over. Fight's and over. it doesn't matter that yeah. for eight rounds you dominated me. And I think that's what's most exciting about this Georgia team this year is at any moment we could be down 14, you know, and I don't feel like, oh, man, we got to claw and scratch our way through. That, to me, is a couple of giant plays from one of five guys, like you mentioned. Yeah. That's a, t- that's a totally different mentality, one that I'm thrilled we have that arsenal at our disposal. In years past, it was always Ty Gurley could break one at any moment. You know, yeah. Nick, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle could go to the house at any moment here. Uh, that's what we're used to as Georgia fans. And it's, look, look, can DeAndre Swift take one to the house at any moment? Ask Auburn in the <laughs> SEC championship game. Ask, ask them if he can go 70 before they can turn around and watch. But, but there are just so many of those guys on this team who can do that. And I think you got a quarterback in from who, who can just get people the ball. If there's one thing you're going to say about Jake Fromm, it's that he can just get, get people the ball in the right spot at the right time. And, yep. and hello, it looks like oh. that could be pretty good. Oh, oh! so all I got to do is just let these guys catch it and they do the work for me? Okay, sign me up. Yeah. Um, speaking of Jake Fromm, uh, he wasn't the only quarterback to go. Clint? No, he was not. If, I don't, I don't hey, know if you were. Speaking of another were, question, I was paying attention, Daniel, because you again yeah. asked me how excited I was. And I said, besides the Tyson Campbell freight train, I'm also driving the Justin Fields freight train. And again... I love you said the most excited of any player on the roster. I, w- I did was Justin Fields. I did that. So let me ask you now, twenty-seven hours later, as we're recording this podcast, how does it feel? I feel I feel somewhat vindicated. I don't feel all the way vindicated, but I feel somewhat vindicated. Did you feel attacked before this? Were you? Did you feel like you're? Integrity was being called into question? Well, Daniel, Daniel, remember we record this on FaceTime, and the look you gave me, the, the eyebrow raise when I answered what I did, it was a little bit of, of feeling that. Um, I felt a little bit, and you know what, I, I felt very pleased. Uh, Justin Fields, again, talking about not being scared. He wasn't scared. Um, there was two he was, moments. He was I wish you were more scared. Well, yeah. So one of my points is there's there's two moments that I have really an analysis for who he is. One, bro, slide. I am begging you, slide. Someone, for the love, get this man to slide and do it tomorrow. Uh, because I, I don't – hey, this isn't the spot. This isn't the time. If you want to go bust your ankle against someone in the SEC game, go late on the field, man. Yeah. Not, if it's not, the fourth quarter – and we're trying to beat South Carolina next week. Run through somebody, man. You just yeah. go, just go full out, uh, head down right through. But this is Austin P, man. It's your first. It's your first carry. Just, just hit you, the ground. What bro. are you doing, man? Come on, just get on the ground. Oh, I was. So I died. I that. I couldn't watch the screen for about twenty five seconds after that. No. I could no. not. I yelled and got up and walked away. Uh, yeah. That's and my not... my kids thought somebody died. <laughs> um, I was nervous that someone had died, and that yeah. someone was all my hopes and dreams. That's <laughs> who I thought had died. Uh, but then there was the next series after that. He came back, 
And watching him in the pocket, it, he had, and I, I, I texted this to you, and I don't mean this offensively, I mean this in the best way, he had slow feet in the pocket. His progression, his drop back was smooth. His technique was there. There was a couple of balls he, he put a little too much mustard on. But for the most part, Daniel, as a pocket passer, he was picturesque. He was. I thought the first series, maybe the first two series, he was one read and run. You know, one one read and run. Yeah, for he did. sure. But by the t- you could tell he settled in a little bit, and he started to think like, oh, okay, this is how this is happening. This is going. And and look, you're not going to be able to keep the dude from running, and we don't want to keep him from running because no. he's because he's an athlete and he can go make plays with his legs, and we can win games because of it. But yeah, you. I liked to see him. It's Austin P. Again, we don't need you to run, bro. Like what? Let's let's just settle down and let's make some reads and let's make some throws. And he was doing that by the end of the game. Uh, yep. I mean, he was dropping dimes and spreading the ball around. He wasn't just hitting checkdowns. He wasn't just. I mean, he was throwing over the middle. He was throwing to the sideline. He was throwing, you know, fifteen plus yards down the field. He was throwing you know, little to the back side of the backfield. So it, um, I was impressed. I was impressed. And, yeah. and look, I, we need him to be good. It, no matter, you're not going to get, you're not going to get me on the Justin Fields overreaction train because no. I do not care. I'm not in, I'm not on the Jake Fromm overreaction train either. I don't care mm-hmm. who the quarterback at Georgia is. I don't think, Anyone should care who the quarterback of Georgia is other than the best one. That's all we care about, people. Uh, and so... And, and it turns out option one and option two, you feel real good about going forward both from here good. on out. Both Which is good, exactly guys. what we need. Uh-huh. That's that's exactly what we need going forward. So, uh, again, does it change? You know, we had a listener question last week about meaningful snaps. I'll throw it back to you. Does it change your answer? Because you said... He will get he will get meaningful snaps in that I game, I believe is what you said. I assume that your answer has not changed. Nope, hasn't changed. Been more solidified. Yeah, I said he would get meaningful snaps, but not till the second half as a wrinkle. Yeah, has that uh, changed? I still think that's honestly what I still think. I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Fromm early in that game. It's a road game. Composure is going to be king. You yep. turn the ball over, okay. and that stupid techno starts playing. Like I, we can't have that. We can't. We can't. can't. We're gonna get to South Carolina later in the show. We can't Please. right now. No, I, I can't. I'm talking about a full ladder. I'll get worked up in a hurry. Whew, I'm already starting to sweat. Yeah. Um, uh, other takeaways from the Georgia game on Saturday, Clint. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway. Well, I mean, let's talk about James Cook. Let's. Let's oh, talk about we, haven't we haven't, about James we haven't talked about James Cook. Let's talk about him. Yes, he's fast. Yes, he's not just doing swing passes and screens. He is going up the middle. And no, he does not care what anybody says about his stature. He, Go he ahead. Care. He don't he care, care, people. No. He doesn't care. No. Uh, I'm a big James Cook fan. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big James Cook fan. It's getting, it's getting a little out of hand already. I'm a big James Cook fan. I don't. Uh, I wasn't mad at him for that punt, for that punt coverage uh, situation. It's over, whatever. It's no, I don't I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal. I think we just we got weapons on offense. 
who's going to be fresh as all get out for the second half of that game. I told you already. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that big of a deal. But I'm a little mad at him because I just I like to see him. I want to see him on the field. I just need to see more of him. Uh, I'm a big James Cook fan. I, I I'm think... a little bit. If I'm going to give you one negative takeaway on offense, oh I know, yeah, it's are we are we going to be able to run the ball Clint, what against is going, a real defense? What is going against on a, hey, against Wilson. a real defense? Are we going to be able to run the ball? Hey Cleveland, hey Lamont, what guys? What was going on? I mean, we kept from and Fields clean, which was which was great. I suppose, but sure. I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see very many holes opening up. I didn't see very many explosive plays in the run game opening. I mean, I know, like, look, what DeAndre Swift had seventy-five yards on. I don't know, probably like eight carries or something like that. It's not like we didn't run the ball. But you just, it was Austin P, and I didn't come away from that game going, okay, that translates. Like that, mm-hmm. that offensive line was fully gelled. Those running backs, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And that's what I want out of a running back. I want a set of running backs that is going to, that you give them a half a crease. And they're and they're gone. Uh, Elijah Holyfield. You get just. Uh, all right, it's one game. We'll just we'll move on. Okay. But I just but needed I needed to be voiced. That needs to be voiced. I need to Daniel's see nervous about running it, the ball. And I am right behind Daniel in that nervous. Red, maybe here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him an out, Daniel. Maybe the playbook was so vanilla and they just wanted to showcase speed and some skill guys that the O-line was disinterested, that they were bored and they really couldn't get up for it. That's my only hypothetical because you're right. It didn't look good. No technique looked good. Firing out of blocks, that's really, I mean, they do it every single day to warm up. You get low, you fire off as a unit, and that wasn't there. Uh, I'm nervous. Well, there's, there's, there's... You just in in a game like that, you shouldn't ever see Georgia get pushed at the line of scrimmage. Just never. It shouldn't be one time. And there were whole series of plays when I felt like we were getting beat at the line of scrimmage. Which is eh, I'm not gonna say I'm concerned about the offensive line. Because I'm not. I'm a little concerned about the running backs who aren't named DeAndre Swift and James Cook. I'm a little concerned about the big two, uh, yeah. the Harry and Holy, the Harry and Holyfield Harry and, law firm. Harry and Shoulder. Harry and showed me some things. He, he sh- I was just to say, he showed me on the outside that he can lower yeah. his shoulder and and put a hit and get but some Harry extra yards. Harry and is what we've always known. He's 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 consistent. You know yeah. what you're getting out of him. Yeah. We were we were hoping for a big jump out of Elijah this year, and maybe we'll get it. Ugh, hopefully, we'll see. Um, real quick, just because it needs to be said, um, Jake Camarda can punt the ball a little bit. Oh. I mean, he punt punt is apparently a unit that I'm I, we shouldn't be overly concerned about. Like we yeah. we had a we had a great punter last year who really helped us. He moved on, and now we got this true freshman kid, and he comes out and booms a fifty-five yarder for his first. 
uh, punt of his Georgia career. Okay. Okay, 18-year-old. Uh, I'm fine with you okay. doing that. Yeah. Just keep kicking. Hopefully not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, look, we'll talk more about this Georgia team as we as we look ahead now mm-hmm. to the South Carolina game. Before we move on from the weekend, uh, let's just take a, a, a couple minutes, look around the SEC. Lots of notable games, lots of games that I know Georgia fans watched. Uh, what were what were some takeaways that you had just going around the SEC? You take any game you want, Clint. Just give me give me a takeaway about an SEC team. What did you learn this weekend? I learned Gus Malzahn does not trust his quarterback to save his life. Is what I learned. Gus Malzahn knows who he has. He knows he is a run first team through and through. He's exactly Auburn is exactly who we thought they would be, except for one thing that I my eyes got real big, Daniel. There are about five or six guys on Auburn's defense that scare the living daylights out of me. I, I mean, I mean, people, I'm I'm not they they frighten me to think about what they could do in a fight. These are bad yeah. bad intention men. If that surprises you, then you and I are on completely different pages about Auburn well, going into this season. Because I, that's that is exactly what I believed Auburn to be, especially on the defensive front. Because Auburn on the defensive front is scary. And look, I get it. You, Georgia fans want to talk about Derrick Brown and the SEC championship game, and well, that's one game. But he's a bad dude, and you wish he came to Georgia, and. And that's the end of the story. That's the end of the situation. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And I don't want to play him. No. And see, I guess I I knew that they were skilled. I knew that they were fast and big. I did not know how hungry they were. That's the thing that got my eyes open. That they knew. They know that they know that they know. If they're going to have any success, it's going to be on their shoulders because it's certainly not on any offensive game plan or skill positions outside of running the ball. No, I don't. Jared Sidham, if you walked away from that Auburn game thinking Auburn looked great, mm-hmm. I don't know what you were watching. I, I honestly good. don't know what you were watching. Stidham looked as pedestrian as pedestrian could be to me. Uh, which is exactly who I have always believed him to be as a quarterback. Yes. Former five-star bust pedestrian quarterback. That's it. That's who he is. Uh, Washington could not score when they had first and goal, Clint. That's just, that's the game. Washington had first and goal 125 times, and they scored 16 points in the game. Yep. That's, that's the game. If they even score three points every time they had first and goal, if they just took a knee three times and then kicked field goals kicked and uh-huh. made them and made them Hello. every time they had first and goal, Washington wins that game. Yeah. Uh, it was if uh, you're Auburn, Auburn, and Auburn you're walking held away on good, and they won should. that game. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they won the game. They should feel sure. good in the sense that Hey, look, you won the game, and you could have lost the game. But I think I think Auburn came out 
and looked much better very early in that game. But by the end of the game, you could kind of see Washington was just shooting themselves in the foot, and Auburn really wasn't all that great. So I don't know. That's my takeaway from Auburn. If there's anybody in the great Northwest who's a UW fan listening to this, and you want to take me out to lunch to tell me and try to convince me that Washington's any good, you can pay for my lunch and I'll listen to you and I'll laugh at you at the end of it. Because Washington, please, you are the Pac-12. You showed your colors so well. It's good for you, Washington. Way to, way to crap the bed on that one. On Washington's going to rattle off eight straight wins and every single person on ESPN is going to be talking about what a great team they are. Everyone you realize is. that. I Oh, it's, it's sick and sad. I do. Just yeah, like... It's, it's sad. Uh, well, I was going to talk about... I, I don't want to talk about... I was going to no. say the same thing with somebody else in the SEC, but I'm not going to do that. Um, you know who Daniel. else is sad? Yeah, who else? You know who else is sick and sad? Oh, please give Ten- it to me. Tennessee, Clint. Uh-huh. Ten- yeah, it is. <laughs> Tennessee is. Look, Tennessee fans, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you right here. I'm going to just... Just you and I, just you and me talking. Hard, hard just, conversation. Let's, let's, let's intro- tune everyone else out. Uh-huh. Let's, let's tune the, the noise out. Yeah, could we get could we get some feelings music, please, for our Tennessee fans that are listening? Look, it's not embarrassing to lose by twenty plus to West Virginia. It's not. They're a decent team with a good quarterback, and you're awful with Guarantano as your quarterback. Okay, it's not embarrassing to lose by twenty plus. Don't let the opposing fan bases tell you that it's embarrassing to lose by 20 plus. You know what's embarrassing, Tennessee fan? Mm. You are. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing that you tried to act like you were going to win this game, Tennessee mm-hmm. fans. Don't. Don't. What are you doing, Tennessee fans? You were never going to win this game. This never. was not a game between evenly matched teams. You're a bad team, Tennessee. You're bad at football. And other things, like hygiene. <laughs> but you were never going to win this game. At, at, at one point in the first quarter of this game, uh, my wife looked at me and she goes, those West Virginia fans, they look rough. And, and I said, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rare fan base that can make Tennessee fans look better. But I feel like West Virginia may they were up to have task. done it. They, yeah. They were up to the task. That is that is uh, for sure. Do you know? Look, I Tennessee, forget. Tennessee's embarrassing. Tennessee's embarrassing. Who was the the booth for this game? Oh, uh, it was uh, it was our boys. It was it was old street was fight. It? it was yeah. It was it was Nestler and uh, was it Todd? No, it was it was the CBS crew. It was Nestler oh, and that's right. Uh, the idiot. What's his name? Yeah. God, I can't yeah. remember. It, or Gary it, Danielson. It, it, Gary Danielson. Gary Danielson. Um, yeah. It was Gary Danielson. Now that you, t- I was gonna, I thought it was Todd, but it's Gary Danielson. At one point no. in the game, fourth quarter, I think he was trying to console Tennessee fan base, I believe, and he said, "Hey guys, don't worry. You got a good one in Garitano. You, you got a he. I I had to Stop. I had to go back. I had to get the DVR <laughs> and I said, Gary Danielson, you just again proved everything I know about you because you told me." There was good QB play, and Pruitt was going to right this ship with that QB. Hey, they might they might sneak out a couple wins, but it's it's going to be in spite 
of their passing game. Do not say. Oh, goodness it, gracious. Tennessee. I would be surprised by that, but you, but it was Gary. So it was Gary. that's not, that's part for the course for Gary. Uh, look, Florida, we'll move on. Dan Mullen is an embarrassment. Don't, don't, can't. don't, don't start. Florida fans now coming out of the woodwork saying Felipe Franks is a good quarterback. This is yeah. the funniest thing to me about Florida. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Felipe Franks is now a good quarterback. Florida, come on now. Come on now. Well, <laughs> be real with us now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Miami and LSU, this oh. game. The Guys, this LSU, is... look, okay, we got some We got some feedback after the last episode. We both picked Miami to cover the spread in this game, full disclosure, and Miami <clears throat> did not cover the spread in this game. No. Uh, but we got some feedback and said some people, some people came at us and they said, you might be sleeping on LSU a little bit. You might be, you might be, and and it turns out maybe we were. All right. So LSU did show me something. Is yes, have you seen a softer football team than Miami in the last no. twenty five years? No, no, no. no I haven't. I was watching this today. We had a we had a couple of people over, and and it was the Sunday night game, and so it wasn't Saturday. Uh, but to begin the game, I got a buddy who doesn't follow college football all too closely. He follows it close enough. To look up, and he said, "I'm sorry, Miami's ranked in the top 10? He said, yeah, "No, no, no. This, you would this never has to be know. wrong. You would never know. You would this never team know. Just don't have a a a flip switch at all in their mind. They have not done that. They don't even have the ability to do so. To say I'm going to go out and dominate another guy, uh, they they just don't want it. Is what it comes down. To. They don't. They no. don't. Um." Yeah, look, LSU, October 13th. I might be wrong on LSU. It's going to be a night game. Oh, my. We're going to be rolling in there at night. Ooh. It's going to be a fun, it's gonna be a fun okay. time. Uh, I, it's going to be a I fun now time. Have, I now have a really nervous game before I... Uh, look, he doesn't. It, it's, they still don't scare me. Okay. I'm just going to say, I'm gonna say okay. it like it is. They still don't scare okay. me. But um, anybody else to talk about in the SEC? Look, I, well, I'm not talking about game. Alabama. I'm not talking about no, Alabama. I, no, we're not going to. I'm sorry. I don't I'm give. I don't give two craps about Alabama. No, no, no I'm, I'm sorry. Wanna, I don't want to talk yeah. about one thing. I almost Alabama. threw up when I even thought about doing it, and I because you said ESPN is going to be going to be worshiping yeah. somebody, and and I instantly thought of that team. But how Nick about Saban. Hashtag Nick Saban is a prick, though. Oh my Nick, gosh! I mean, what is wrong with that man? What seriously? I, what's wrong with you, dude? I, I know exactly like, what's, what's wrong with you. I know exactly what's wrong with him. He thought he knew what he had in in Kirby Smart going to Georgia, and it turns out he didn't know a damn thing about what he had Kirby Smart going to Georgia, and he is scared for his life, Daniel. And he is this, he's lashing out at everybody he knows, and people there's he doesn't seriously know. something the matter with a man. I mean, oh, it's seriously, oh. I think you're starting to see some like real personality disorders coming out uh, uh-huh. in, in Nick Saban. All right, give me you have one more SEC takeaway. Who, who uh, you got? Who are we talking about here, guys? We talking about Vandy? No, no. Nah. Kentucky? Nah. Texas A&M? Who mm-hmm. are we talking about here? We're talking about the guys that know how to score points at Old Miss and come down with oh, balls hello. on the sideline. Guys, if you don't watch an Old Miss game and just get entertained, just sit back. If you hate defense, uh, turn the channel. Or if you, if you like defense, turn the channel. If you don't care about what happens on the defensive side of the ball, watch an Old Miss game because they got some guys on offense that flat out play. It's impressive. They had that belt on the sideline. Listen, I'm not normally one 
for turnover chains and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look spike shoulder pads, whatever. It's it's cute. I'm not gets you going. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not necessarily here for that. My son has a spike shoulder pad shirt though. Says Savage. Okay. I mean, obviously, okay. like I'm not. I'm not against it, but like I'm not normally one for that stuff. Miami's got a belt on the sideline, and it says NWO. You know, like the old, like you know, the old wrestling. It says NWO on it. Underneath NWO, it says Nasty Whiteouts. Let me tell you something. I've never seen anything more appropriate on a sideline, because Ole Miss got them some nasty Whiteouts, dude. Like those guys are nasty. I want to say, D. Rob, Mecole, Terry, we got the best Whiteouts in the SEC. Can't say but, that. Dude. Come on, but no. You can't I'm say sorry. that. I want to say that like, too. We might have some pretty fast guys. We don't got the best wideout group in the SEC. It's not, guys. It's not close. Those those guys outs, are dirty. Those they're dirty, so man. dirty. Talk about. I don't know what catch radius is and how you measure it. Like exactly what scientific equation goes into determining somebody's catch radius. But I can tell you this: whatever it is, they have. It's like a quarter mile. It's just. It's just that is. Yeah. the green that you see. You see green. Cool, throw it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that offense is going to be fun to watch. Um, if, if Ole Miss can stay healthy, they got some players on that team. So uh, they, could be, they could be a fun team to watch. That's, that's a, good, a good call bringing that up. All right, Clint, we got, we got a few minutes left yeah. um, uh, on the pod. Let's, um, let's, let's look ahead. We'll obviously be back on Thursday uh, of this week with more picks. Um, we will recap our picks from last week, and so if you're waiting for us to to dive into that um, train wreck of a situation, uh, we will we will hey, look, get there. Look, we will get you, there on Thursday. Clint, you don't have you to guys, you don't have to defend yourself now. You, not, you guys, I just I just want no. Save I'm gonna I'm gonna save my defense. I just want to say thank you to our followers on Twitter for not throwing shade. I just thank yes. you. I, was I appreciate it. That was that was, that was mighty that was of them. Big so, of them. From my heart to yours. Um, uh, thank you. But look, let's before we get out of there, let's give some. It's to now. Full disclosure again. It's Sunday evening. It's Sunday night, right now. Um, but let's. It's never too early to look ahead to South Carolina. Uh, so let's let's go with some some thoughts about South Carolina. Is there anything after this weekend? Or maybe just in general. Anything about the South Carolina game, Clint, that makes you particularly nervous? Look, um, the only thing that makes me nervous about South Carolina is the um, it's not the skill side. We know we have them outranked everywhere skill. It's not even the coaching. It's not the game plan. It's nothing like that. The only thing that gets me nervous is the emotional questions that are going to come the the demand is going to take from the players to like you said the composure piece the game plan piece the stick with it for the entire game piece traveling up week two sec all of that that's the only question i have and i don't know the answer which is why it makes me most nervous because when you start having that maturity be the number one thing you're talking of 18 19 year old guys in a big first stage uh, that's the only thing that gets me nervous. I didn't see much yeah. of the South Carolina game that I could even kind of ours. We no. can't really give it any analysis on. Our playbook was so vanilla. 
Um, I don't know what their biggest attack is going to be against our defense. I, I have no idea. But I am nervous that somebody's going to do something stupid or lose their assignment or just get caught up in the emotions of it. That's probably the thing I'm most scared about. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not going to lie to you, Clint. Uh, I, I'm on record as saying I'm not nervous about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm nervous about this game. There I'm nervous thank, about this game. Thank there. you. Just, Gosh. Let's just let's call it what it is. Um, I'm losing sleep right on the regular when it comes to this game. Here's what I'm nervous about. And it's not some vague, ambiguous thing. I'll tell you exactly what I'm nervous about. I'm nervous that we're going to get into a shootout with this team. Mm. Tell me that there's no way we're going to get into a shootout with South Carolina Club. Just, you can't I, do it. I, I, I just tried to work up the moxie to do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. No. Look, I'm not I'm not saying our defense is bad, dog fans. But we ain't we ain't elite. No. Certainly not right now. We got, we got some South guys Carolina, that can grow into some skill, but not right now. No, we don't even South Carolina has talented players on offense. They are uh what they got they got McClendon, right? That, yeah. Their offensive coordinator. They're running more up up tempo. Everything I'm reading about them says they're running more up tempo stuff. They're running more hurry up stuff. They're running more go up to the line stuff. Uh, Will Muschamp has has said, "Look, we'll do whatever. We're going to score as many points as we can." He's he's gone away from defensive minded coach and oh, said, don't care about "We're going to try to score." Uh, do I think we're going to be able to score against South Carolina? Of course I do. Of course I think we're going to be able to score. Uh, do I think? Am I nervous that South Carolina is going to be able to score against us and we're going to get into a shootout? Because here's the thing. You get into a shootout and you turn the ball over twice, the game's over already. Game's over. It's over. It's, it's and, finished. And if it you're on the, first, the road and it's it could be the first on quarter, the season, but it's over. It's gone. It's done, guys. Just, I mean, yeah. there, was a, there was a moment in the Miami game that was just happening tonight in which they had uh, LSU backed up, punting out of their end zone. It was coming down the end of the – or just before half, and I thought, okay, you get to stop here. You run the ball in for a touchdown. That's but right. When, but when they took the penalty and uh, they, they didn't get the ball back and they didn't start the second half with the ball, I, I said, game's over. Like, walk away. We're done. The game's over. It's not going to happen. And you were right. The game was yeah. over. Uh, I'm worried about getting into a shootout with this team. I am. I can't mm. – I'm going to be sweating all week about – and listen, this is not – this is Kirby we're talking about here. All right, this is Mel freaking Tucker. This is this is supposed to be this defense, this secondary. We're supposed to be able to count on the strength of our team. It's supposed to be Tyler Clark, Jonathan Ledbetter, senior year, Jonathan Ledbetter. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm going to be losing sleep about how we're going to stop South Carolina's offense. So that's what makes me nervous uh, about this game. You know what? You know what I just realized about South Carolina. I don't know a, I don't know a thing about their defense. That's alarming. Uh, what do I need to know about yeah. their defense, Daniel? Look, there's not much you need to know about their defense. I don't think. I mean, they um, they had a guy get get hurt in this game. One of their one of their big time DBs. Uh, okay. Early reports are he's going to be okay. Muschamp said it seems like he's going to be okay. Um, they they did have a guy they have a guy suspended for the second for the first half as well. 
targeting. He's also a defensive back. Okay. Um, look, I don't know too much about their defense. They give up 15 points to Coastal Carolina, which could be something, could be nothing. You don't really know. I have, I don't have they, no idea. I'm not going to count that for anything. They're not going to have. They're not going to have an elite big time defense. I'm just, I'm not worried. And I'll say if there's anything I'm excited about in this game, yeah, I'm excited about. I'm excited about watching the offense come back. I mean, I just I wished we could have just kept playing offense mm. in that. Like, I just want to see I want to see that <laughs> offense more, and I want to see the offense against an SEC defense because yeah. I suspect it's still going to be just as fun. I suspect it's still yeah. going to be just as good. Yeah. So um, uh, we didn't um, even talk um, about, by the way, the rule. I, I didn't know that coaches could get together and confer and go down to knew? ten minutes. I, I didn't the, know the the pee wee rule. All of a sudden, in, but you in can effect. say you guys want to shave off five minutes of a fourth quarter. Cool. Let's you want just move. You want to just move on with our lives. Okay, let's <laughs> just move on with our lives. Uh, no, That's I was good. thrilled to see that because if you'll remember. I said, no, you know, all I care about in this game. No injuries. No injuries. Just don't get hurt. Just and we stops. did. We came out We came out with no injuries, which is nice. Uh, hopefully we have Terry back this week. Yeah. Hopefully we're seeing more and more do of you, him. Do you think, uh, what, uh, McGee? Uh, I, I mean, I would say it just seems like listening to Kirby talk, Terry and Jason Stanley – are real close, and McGee's on another tier. Yeah. So I would say Terry and Jason Stanley, I expect to be practicing tomorrow on Monday. Okay. Uh, McGee, I do not expect to be practicing on Monday. And honestly, like, if he's not practicing by, what, Tuesday, like, are we really going to see him? I mean, I don't know. He's not, it's not like it's Roquan Smith. or You know, it's not like he's a, it's not like he's a must play. He, he he's a valuable piece of our defense. But if he's not practicing, he's not going to play. No. Uh. So I, I don't know. All right. Cool. We shall see. Um. Uh, you got any more? You got any more takes on the on the South Carolina game? We can talk a little bit more about this, obviously, on Thursday when we're back. Yeah. Making picks. Yeah. I think we will I think pick I'll save the, it until then. We will pick the Georgia South Carolina game as well as. A few others against the spread. Um, we will give you more locks of the week um, on Thursday when we are back. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, intern Michael has been on the ready. His his game is midseason form, Daniel. I'm telling you, Michael. I wish you I wish you could all see the work that's being put in on by intern Michael. Shout out I, to him. Uh, I, I want none of you to say the work because I get it all to myself and I deserve it and it's glorious. Wow. It's it's so I feel selfish. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I uh, want it. I want it just for me. It's my precious. Um, no, he. No, is, look. Let me be the first to say congratulations. I texted you midway through the second quarter and said congratulations yeah. on your fantasy win this week yeah. because I was just getting absolutely smoked. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift did score me a touchdown, but man, when Isaac Nauta caught that touchdown pass, I just said, forget it, guys. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. So, so if you are keeping track at home, we did a fantasy draft and only Georgia players fantasy draft. Uh, I went wide receiver heavy on my draft. I also have James Good. Cook. 
so uh, my wide receivers, our, our wide receivers, Georgia, showed up in a big way. And I got W1 of the week or of the year in week one. So I'm thrilled to be up one. That's right. So, yeah, there'll be a 12-week season plus the SEC championship game, we hope. Come on. Um, and so potentially a 13-week season. Uh, it's 1-0 one, one right now. One to nothing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but hey, I'm only down one. I'll have Terry Godwin back next week, yeah, which I hope is a boost to, to the squad. Um, I'm looking for Brian Harrion to step up his game. I'm looking for DeAndre Swift to score more points. Charlie Warner maybe catch a ball every now and then too, if that's not too much to ask for you, Charlie. I I I, I think it's too much to ask. Uh, all right. Well, that's week one of fantasy. Um, uh, anything else to share with the people? You guys are good. It's football season. Be thrilled. Keep on tweeting at us. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, we will be doing trivia in the coming That's right. weeks. And we'll we, are, getting... we are in the process of starting to put that together. Uh, as we said, we'll be reaching out to a couple of you um, uh, to have our first listener head-to-head trivia challenge. And then, um, So if you're interested in being involved in that, let us know. And I think the final piece of housekeeping, Daniel, is we've heard from the people. By the way, we, we've we heard from you. We've heard from each other. We've heard Asher on the podcast, and it's glorious. And so we're going to find more ways to get him on here. Don't you worry oh, about be, that. He'll be back. He was, going, he was going to bed tonight, and I said, I'm going upstairs to record an episode. And he said, oh, we're doing another episode tonight? And I said, uh... <laughs> All right, well, not this one, son, but we'll get you. We'll get you on the next one. We'll have him back. He's he's already got hot takes on South Carolina, so just don't you. There won't be any shortage of of hot takes coming. Boom on down, South Carolina, so boom down, boom, boom down. You're down. Boom, you're boom. down. Boom, you're down. Boom, you're down. Uh, that's uh, if we so could good. get that on a loop, just playing <laughs> as our new intro music. Could we do that? Could we yes. get that? We get that on a loop. <laughs> Maybe like that's what we fade out to. Just boom, you're down. Boom, you're down. Boom. It's happening. Down. It's it's. Hey, happening. as always, we appreciate you listening. Um, you can give us a rating or a review. You can subscribe to this podcast, uh, which helps us out a tremendous amount. Um, share us with a friend. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Um, there's lots of great Georgia podcasts out there, and we are happy that you are. Uh, hanging out and talking about the dogs with us. So uh, with that, we will let you go. We will see you again on Thursday with more picks. Enjoy Monday college football. Uh, and then Watch it's, that last it's right around the people. corner again. It's, it's right around the corner. It's every week now. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk be to well. you later. Boom, you're down. 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 And on and on. And on until the game's over.